Hey guys, welcome back to Quarantine, Episode 9. My guest today is a hilarious comic, a good friend, uh, Liam McEnany. So uh, let's just get started. Liam McEnany, how you doing, buddy? Hey, are we recording? We are recording. Uh, we are I love America. You love America? Hey, we're number one, baby. We're number, number one. one. Most most confirmed cases in the world. And we aren't. We, we got the most confirmed cases... And we're we were working hard to not confirm cases. That's how fucking right. impressive this country is. Here's here's how impressive this country is. We didn't invent it. China invented it. Guess what? We took it. We improved it. We made it bigger and better. That's right. We we took China's intellectual property. How does it feel now, China? That's right. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, just a small virus small small. Small technical thing, if you could sit towards the middle of the frame, because, like, it crops off the sides. Yes. There we go. There we go. Um, is that... Are you in your kitchen? No, this is... Uh, this is I, I'm in my studio apartment, but so you're, I did go... So, and, like... No, no I've, I've got... I went to... I, I ordered stuff from Costco. It's got to go somewhere. Mm, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. I guess when you have like a three hundred square foot studio apartment, if there's a kitchen in the studio apartment, the whole apartment's the kitchen. Well, first of all, three hundred square feet. Who lives in such luxury? I uh, <laughs> mine is closer to two fifty actually. Two fifty? Damn, mm-hmm. damn. Um, that's intense. I remember uh, when I was thinking about moving from here, I was like checking out some studio apartments i saw like a 400 square foot one that was like 1500 a month and i was i, I was like i can't do that <clears throat> i can't do it i think well, part, way, part part of what it was was there were too many apartments in the building if it was right. like if it was like 400 square feet studio apartment and there were like 10 other units in the place maybe yeah. but there were like 40 and it's I, like i can't i can't feel like a sardine in this place and no, thank I mean, god i'm not in there building. right now what that's the kind of building i live in really yeah and it's uh it's okay like my neighbors on either side aren't really noisy uh i do hear my upstairs neighbor work especially now that everyone's home i do hear my upstairs neighbor working out every day but you know like all in all it's like i walk past some buildings on my daily walk around and i hear just loud music like uh, you know, salsa music, or whatever, blaring, and I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't live in that building. Uh, I remember. By the way, I, I wanna... was like, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I I remember I was like, um, I was walking down my street on Hollywood Boulevard, and I, a car drove by, and they were like blasting, uh, what's like that Mexican music that's just like all the horns and stuff. What's that called? Merengue. Merengue or whatever. I, I don't know. I was just like, there's so many radio stations playing that music. And also, like, who's listening to that? It's, uh, it's. Are you, it's, wait a second. Are you saying in a, in a city with a huge Spanish speaking Mexican born population, you're wondering who listens to salsa and merengue music all day? No, no. I, I, I get, I get. God, I get, who, who? God, who needs these signs that are written in Spanish? Who who reads those? 
I get, I get it. I, I'm just saying, it's I, the, I, the that they sell at the supermarket. I, being as culturally forward am I, as I am, are giving them more credit to, for being like they'd, they'd be listening to slash making better music than that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely culturally forward thinking. Uh, uh, if. If, God, if, you'll, think that if the whole if the whole music. world wasn't if the whole world wasn't already canceled, I'd be very worried about getting canceled by releasing this podcast. Aren't you? Are you? You're from Long Island, right? Like originally, uh, I'm from I'm from, I'm from South Florida, which is basically Long Island, but right. older and more and more tropical. Oh, what I wanted to show you was uh, this coffee mug I'm drinking from is from Maggie Mays. Which is a cafe that I went to, or a cafe, a breakfast place I went to in Florida when I went to spring training with my dad. Mm. Uh, and it's beautiful. They, like you sit on you sit on their porch and just overlook the ocean. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, my parents are in Florida right now. How are they doing? Are they okay? Are they holding up? Yeah, I guess so. My dad only just stopped going to work, which uh, okay. So, like, I'll be chill in, like, two weeks from now when they haven't gotten sick. Well, to be fair, your dad is an emergency room doctor. He's not an emergency room doctor. He's an eye doctor. Right. Actually, my mom had to go to the eye doctor in the middle of the whole thing last week. Really? Yeah, 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 because she had eye surgery, and she needed a follow-up. So, basically, my dad was trying to, like, get through all of the, like, emergency important... I like visits that people needed to make before he could lock down. So he did, you know, he did ultimately the right (laughs) thing, but like it's it stresses me out. I'm so much less worried about myself than I am worried about them. It's like, it's like, I didn't even, I didn't even need this lockdown to do what I'm doing right now. I just, this is just giving me an excuse to all I had I mean, to do uh, to be in the situation I'm in now is stop paying for open mics. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a net positive. I'm a net positive from this whole financially a net positive. And it must be scary because if your parents die, who's going to pay your rent next month? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully uh, the government, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Thank God. Thank God we have such a compassionate working class champion in the White House right now. Thank God we have such a responsible, fast acting, straight shooting president right now when we need one most. Because could you imagine if we had Obama right now? Yeah. A lot of those, uh, I haven't heard a lot of uh, people saying that both sides are exactly the same anymore. Like um, that Democrats and Republicans are exactly the same. But I've, God, I've, it's like a vote for Hillary is like a vote for Trump. You haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> like, um, who cares? You don't even need to vote, right? Because uh, it's, it's all the same for corporate fat cat you're voting for. Well, what's hard for me is that I like got to a point where I blocked all the Trump-loving like people that I was related to or friends with on social media. So I, I, I so badly wish that I hadn't so that I could see what they're saying right now, because I'm sure they're just tripling down. I'm sure at this point they're tripling down. They're going down with the ship. A lot of, them. Oh, there's know. a guy we know. There's a guy we know in comedy who uh, is pretty much saying what every Trump person I know has been saying. 
Uh, I'll give you his name after we hang up, and you can check out his Facebook feed. But uh, but he's a hundred percent. Let me let me actually look at his. I mean, I'm on Skype, not doing anything else. I might as well look at Facebook. You can send me. You can just send. You can send me his name uh, in a text message, and then I can look it up too. I'm sure. I I, I have a, I have a guess. I have a guess as to who it is. Um, uh, I'm but, sending uh, it to you via Skype as we speak. How's that? I'm sending you. Can I send you a Skype message? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't think know Skype. So. There we go. Open conversation. And I'm I'm saying I sent you a link to his Facebook profile. Oh, okay. Uh, not who I was thinking. No, it's very surprising, right? Um, I don't even know if I know who that is off the top of my head. I'm sure once I see him, I'll. Uh... Yeah, he's got a. He's got a, a stage name. You know who he is. You've you've done. I've I've done shows with you and him. So. Uh, he's saying DNC states are holding You know who isn't? Conservative states. Get out while you can. If you can, LA is Detroit 2.0. They just don't know yet. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I did know. I did know him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, if you if if I had just told you and didn't send you his profile, you you'd be like, really, that guy? Um, he's such a zany, fun-loving guy in life. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's weird. I have like a weird, I have like weird philosophy on how I cope with uh, with different types of Trump supporters. Like the number one, the number one type I can't deal with are religious Trump supporters who right. act who act like it's the moral thing to do. You know. Like, I can't stand people who act like they like Trump because he's the moral, the moral president. Uh, I can deal with people who are like, I just want tax breaks and and to make more money because, like, at least like we have we're, we're just fundamentally disagree on a certain thing. You're a different person than me. We just don't talk about it because there's no convincing really? you you're wrong. Um, See, I, I feel like those people are worse because basically what they're saying is we're willing to throw almost all of humanity when it comes down to things like climate change under the bus in exchange for tax breaks in a nicer house now. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, they're probably worse, but, I can't, but I'm able to deal with it because here's how I look at it. Here's how I look at it. Right. It's like Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. They hated each other as adversaries, but they were like, you're on a different team than me. So like, you're my, you're my enemy. I, I look at those people, you're on a different team than me. The religious right. ones who are acting like they're doing it out of <clears throat> morality. I'm like, you're on my team because I'm doing what I'm doing because I give more weight to the moral choice than I do the financial one. But you're like on my team and you keep throwing the ball out of bounds. You're the guy that keeps like shooting the last shot when you should be passing the ball and missing. I hate you. <laughs> I hate because you're the person who should be doing the right thing. So you hate people with AIDS. What? Or are you saying like you're you're siding with Larry Bird because he's white? I don't get I don't get this whole analogy. No, I'm saying that like if you're just a rich person and you're voting for Republicans because of rich person stuff, you're just on the other team. I don't like you. But uh-huh. like, there's no, there's no like, 
you're just on the other team, you know, you're, you're my adversary. But if you're doing it because you believe it's the moral thing to do, then you're on my team, but you're just throwing the ball out of bounds. This is a terrible analogy. It's an excellent analogy. <laughs> it um, makes no sense. Uh, I was, I, <laughs> it's like 86 Mets versus Red Sox. Like, cause I hate the no, no, Red no. Sox cause they're from Boston. Is that is that where Bill Buckner fumbled the ball? Yeah, yeah, that's where Bill. I'm Buckner saying that the, the religious Republicans are Bill Buckner, and I and and I'm on the team with Bill Buckner. Right. The, yeah. No. That's no. This is you're this helping. Is not a, you're helping the other team by what you're doing on my team. But you're not on. Well, you're not on that team because they're their philosophical underpinnings of their whole theological existence is completely different than yours. Yeah, but they, like, but they, they believe but it's, it's more that they're stupid. It's more out of stupidity. Some of them are, and some of them genuinely just believe that what we do on this earth isn't as important as what happens uh, once you get to heaven if you've lived correctly Stu- on this earth. They're stupid, like I was saying okay. there. Well, the good news is uh, two weeks after Easter Sunday, they'll all be dead. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all going to services, uh, whether or not whatever science says they're going to fucking services. Are they? There was a there was a church in Alabama that held a big Sunday service. And now everybody went to that service as coronavirus. Like every single one. I saw one. that video. I saw that video. Did yeah. they really? Yeah, they all have they all have coronavirus now. Might win. We might win an election, you know, delay, you know, go ahead and delay the election a couple of months. Let's let a couple a few more. No, no, November, November is about right for, for that. <laughs> Early um, November 6th, it'll, it'll all be over. And the spring breakers are probably the young people that didn't vote anyway. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think it's hilarious that Florida is using an app to track who flies in from, uh, who flies in from New York now? When it's Florida, that's going to be responsible for like twenty five percent of coronavirus in three weeks. Uh, you can't say that to me. <laughs> it's true though. Like uh, you know, they wouldn't close the beaches. All they had to do was send in the cops to tase these kids two weeks ago, and the, and the, it, would, it would all they would have been all right. Um... And yes, I am. I am. Uh, suggesting we use unnecessary force on spring break vacationers, whether or not there's an emergency. <laughs> uh, I Send in the police dogs. Uh, as soon as spring break starts, <laughs> declare martial on America's beaches. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a disaster. Have you been, have you seen no person since you started quarantining? Uh, last week when it was overcast and cold, I went on a hike with our friend Elise and we kept six feet apart, uh, and there was nobody on the trails, but then that weekend it was sunny and everyone was on the trail in Griffith Park. So I don't do that anymore. Uh, so now it's just all this Skype and, uh, phones and whatever. I almost feel like I'm talking to friends more because of this. Because we have nothing. Isn't else it a pain in the ass? It is. It's it's almost it's <laughs> almost worse. My social life is. Because uh, I feel like I can't I can't put people off anymore. Like, I know. I know. Used to be okay. Well, it's funny because you know, 
we're doing this podcast much later than I normally do the podcast. I normally record it at uh, 1130. Right. But everyone I hit up this morning was like, I can't. And I'm just like, like, what the fuck? I want to do it. Can we do it another day? I can't today. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? The only acceptable answer is my podcast. Like, whichever their, right. theirs is. Whichever one they started that no one's listening to. Well, when you texted me, uh, I was actually writing. Sure. So I'm, like, working on a script. But uh, <laughs> if you're right. listening to this audio only, Josh is doing the jerk-off. Which is a fair. I would have... That's, like, 50-50. Uh, that that's what I was doing, but I am actually working on a script now because I'm like, fuck it, I might as well emerge from this quarantine with some scripts ready to go for when the writers' strike happens. I've I've been writing as well. I've been writing. I've been like touching up all my scripts that uh, that I had like almost finished or just doing redrafts of. But it's weird because it's like. You know, I kind of went on hiatus from writing scripts after Trump won initially because there was a part of me that felt like a lot of it was like about a different world than we're existing in now. And now that this is happening, I almost feel like the world's going to be even more changed than it was when I started writing these scripts. So it's uh, right. No, no, no. You're still not funny. Don't worry. You give the listeners the play-by-play play on that one. I was trying to give you a. I was trying to get you to spit your coffee out. To be honest, well, nor at eleven thirty it would be coffee, but because like the mug is tradition for the right. show, I filled it with water, so it's only water. Oh, okay. Because if I drink coffee now, I'll be up probably until like seven a.m. What are the numbers on this on this podcast? Uh, about five listeners an episode. Okay. Okay. I haven't even checked the YouTube, which might be at zero, but uh, okay. But the Apple Podcast has five downloads per episode. Oh, nice. Average. Okay. Some as many as seven, some as few as three, but it's all so, averaging out to five. So that's five open micers a day listening to <laughs> other... Well, probably my mom and then four other randos. Although, right. no, it's not my mom, because I talked to her today. She goes, I don't know how to find your podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, you know, in my posts that you see where I say link in my bio, right. I should go click on that link in my bio. <laughs> Is your mom uh, on Instagram? Uh-huh. Oh, what's her name? Her name's supposed to be Mama Cupcake, but she spelt it M-O-M-A. So it's Moma Cupcake. Uh, Moma Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. My, dog, my mom's dog's name is Cupcake. You know, I follow your mom on Instagram. I don't know why. Okay, you already do? We're, I don't you know. Weren't, you weren't. <laughs> why am I following your mom on, on Instagram? That's crazy. Well, she doesn't post anything. She just, no. She, she literally just uses it to follow me. Why am I Why am I and 38 other people following your mom? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're one of 38 because you're also, I feel like, fairly pretentious. Uh, oh, no, no. I, I, I'm not pretentious. What are you talking about? That's very saying, interesting. Will you, will you follow anyone back? Like if, like, like if, if, like a low level, brand new open micer that annoyed you at one mic follows you, do you give them an automatic follow back? I follow Ian. <laughs> you love you and Ian are friends. We are friends. Uh, I don't, I don't hate Ian. Actually, I don't hate Ian uh, either. And you know what? I think his. Uh, 
I think his his um, coronavirus quarantine cooking show is maybe the best is the, maybe the legitimate best thing he's ever done. I I agree. Ian is a very good TV host because he, uh, he's uh, got a very strong personality. He does. He does. I, like like shot. Like was it you that said like who knew the only thing he did he needed was no audience? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> I only oh, I think I only make fun of Ian to his face. I think it was Alice Hamilton that when I posted that it was actually good on my Instagram, she goes, "Wow, I couldn't believe it." when you said it but it is who knew all he needed was no audience oh yeah no i actually i like uh i like the roosters uh instagram prof like uh presence generally actually mm-hmm. i i enjoy following him i follow 1254 people so i definitely am not too snobby to follow in fact i should probably cut that number down for my uh, ratio right starting with mama cupcake <laughs> dude i honestly like uh, i don't know why i followed her uh, uh <laughs> i think it's more just i have to figure out who stopped following me because i generally follow people back it, it it uh it adds a new layer to your earlier instagram uh shtick today of uh, you telling people when and where you fuck their mom. That was uh, that was fun for me. Uh, you never responded to my question. Oh, you asked a question. I did. Uh, through the sticker. Through the sticker. Oh shit! I didn't see it. I got a lot. I actually got a lot. I, I woke you up. You want to know what my question was? Yeah, yeah, but I just want to say I woke up to a lot of like questions through the sticker, like a lot more than I expected. So to clarify for everyone. Uh, Liam posted a thing this morning saying, ask me last any night. question. Last night. Oh, it was last night. I yeah. saw it this morning. Liam posted a thing. You know, I got a lot of friends that are ahead of him in my Insta stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liam posted a thing that I saw this morning and, said, and he said, ask me any question <clears throat> and I'll answer it with um, when, where, and how I fucked your mom. Right. Uh, so I asked you, Liam, when did you fuck my mom? Oh, yeah. See, you were going meta with it. And, then, uh, you know, I probably would have ignored it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I follow I follow a lot of, like, people who, uh, you know, you probably consider beneath you. I think that's the, that's the gist of that question is you apparently have this hierarchy of who's cool and who's not. Like, who's worth following back and who isn't. There's just, there's just some people I can't follow back. Like no, who? I don't want to say any names. I'll, I'll eventually, I'll eventually, if the, if the relationship develops, but just sometimes, right. I, just, I just don't want to see it. Because, like, a lot of times they're just posting, like, 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 I'll, you know what I'll do? If I don't, if I'm, if I, like, if you're brand new and you just followed me and, like, you're a nice-ish. I'll look at your profile and see right. what kind You'll of do them stuff a favor. you're posting. Uh, and if You'll I do can't, them the favor of looking at their profile. I'll look at the profile the and honor. see. But if they're not posting hot nudes, I'm not interested. That's uh. Well, you follow quite a bit of open mic venues. So if you found me less worthy of following than an open mic venue, I'd be worried. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but um, gotta so wait, get you... them slots. What? Gotta get them slots. Um. So, were you recording your podcast before this? 
No, no, no. I'm a regular on a show called The David Feldman Show, uh, which David's a writer. He writes for uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog. He's like one Emmy's writing for The Daily Show, and he's got a six and six or seven-hour podcast twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a regular segment where I help him answer listener mail. Oh, nice. Nice. Was it uh, fun? You know, uh, David is very far to the left of me. Um, he's a big Bernie guy. Like, I feel like you're a Bernie guy to mostly meet women, but he actually believes. <laughs> uh, no, I was a Hillary guy to meet women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never heard someone say, call someone a Bernie guy to meet women. Oh, well, then uh, you clearly didn't know the people I knew in New York. Um, there were some scumbags who were Bernie guys to meet women. That's all I will say about that. Who are, uh, these, but, women, uh, who are these? Who are these women trying to date Bernie guys? I feel like, like I, I am. I, not to say I'm not a. Not to say I'm not a Bernie guy, but I feel like you know, Bernie guys are just the liberal incels. Typically, that's that's my impression <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of but, Bernie bros. Some of the most of my most ardent Bernie supporters I know are like some of the angriest, most like, like, uh, insecure, dishonest with themselves about how much they hate women people I know. Oh, absolutely. And 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 no joke. I think that's like why when I would post something positive about Hillary four years ago, I would get swamped with these angry dudes who are just channeling sexual like frustration into these in Facebook posts. But Bernie also draws a lot of idealistic young women. Well, what's also funny to me is like um, in 2016, how many of my Bernie supporter friends that like, you know, hated Hillary, she's the fucking devil, uh, would say like, if Elizabeth Warren ran, I'd vote for her over. Yeah. That that would be like their argument. Then then they got their chance, and all of a sudden they're just saying the same stuff about her. Well, I guess they're not calling Elizabeth Warren a murderer. I guess they stopped shy (laughs) of calling Elizabeth Warren a murderer, running a child sex ring out of a pizza shop. But uh, (laughs) I mean, it got it got to an absurd level in 2016. It is funny. I went to uh, the taping of a far left podcast a few months ago because Eddie Pepitone was one of the guests and I love Eddie above politics for sure also but it was like also big Bernie guy uh, but I uh, like this podcast you know which was very far left everyone there was into Tulsi Gabbard and like there were all these jokes about Hillary Clinton and like I was there with my buddy who's also a big Eddie guy and we were just kind of like talking afterwards about how 50% of what was said and shown in video on that podcast could have been shown on Fox News. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a circling around uh, to the point where like the left meets the right again. <laughs> Speaking of Fox News, I just I just was curious. I was just curious. So I went on to Fox News's website today just to see. I was just I was just curious how they were Dude, reporting you sound, this. You sound like those guys in the seventies who just read Playboy for the articles. Well, no, I never. I've never done this before. This was the first time I've ever gone to Fox News just to see what they were saying. Just because I was like, "What could?" Because they, they can't not be reporting on the coronavirus. 
So it's like it's like it's too intense a thing for them to be completely ignoring, you know, like impeachment and stuff. Right. So uh, so I went on today to look at it. And um, what were they saying? Oh, yeah. It was like, are Democrats trying to give benefits to illegal immigrants for, for the coronavirus? And uh, yeah, that well, was the that thing was like that. I'm like, wait, way to still be racist. I was worried for a minute you were going to stop being racist. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no they, <laughs> but I, I went on Sling TV site yesterday because I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I should have live TV during these times just so I could watch the news or whatever. And they've got, a, they've got ABC World News streaming free. And I watched it for three minutes, and I started getting really panicky and scared. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't healthy. Like, nobody should be watching any news channel all day because it doesn't help, and it doesn't you'll inform hear. you. You'll hear. If there's a cure, if there's, some, if there's big news, you'll, you'll find out. If someone will text you. Um, right. You know, you don't need to be on it. Another funny thing happening right now is Mexico, apparently, is trying to keep americans out of mexico right now yeah. because they have fair have things fairly under control what's ironic about this whole virus is this may very well be the thing that gets mexico to pay for the wall this may be <laughs> what helps trump land his big promise right. oh and and the government's sending a thousand border agents to canada to keep canadians from coming in and it's like all the Canadians I know have left the country yeah, to get the fuck out of the they're, U.S. They're running, they're running away from their $2,000 a month in free health care. Yeah. We got we to come <laughs> get into yeah. the... We got to get into the country giving 1200 right. once. Right. Uh, and, uh, and And a huge-ass bill. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like the, the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak in the world. Like, let's get in there. Now that China's flattened the curve, where do we go to send our sick and elderly? Oh, the United States of America, of course. <laughs> Canada's um, closed its borders. You can't get in unless you're a Canadian citizen now. Reed Brackenberry that is, came back from Canada. He, like, <laughs> rushed back here at the beginning of it. <laughs> <laughs> He was in Canada, but I, I guess I don't blame him. He's hanging out with his girlfriend now instead of his mom. Um, right. But, uh, <laughs> but Lady Brack, not a fan of mine. No. No, she just she she does not enjoy the stand-up comedy stylings of Liam McEnany. <laughs> uh, I've 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 done the show so many times it's it's gone up and I've won a couple and then wrong with that. Uh, I, gen I, I, yeah, no, she just doesn't enjoy me, but it's okay. I find I would be disappointed if she turned into a fan of mine at this point. <laughs> such a reliable part of that show is to watch his mom stone faced wait for me to be done. Do you get disappointed when you find out anyone becomes a fan of yours? Because I know you work so hard to not have them. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have fans? I have like three fans. Um, <laughs> and two of them are my parents. Two of them, are, yeah. I got well. I've I've got three fans. Only one of them is my parent. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Are, do you miss doing stand up? 
I mean, I've been doing this instead. I guess it's different, but I usually find like one good minute of stuff in here uh, a day. So right. I feel like I'm being productive. It's uh, it's interesting. It's like I, I didn't just, ask if you were being hilarious. I asked if you missed doing stand up. Totally. I totally really? do, but I don't but I don't think about it at all. I just I you know, you know, I, to be completely honest, a large part of doing stand up for me was an excuse to get out of the house. Uh, okay. But now I have, you know, no I now there's no excuse to get out of the house. Right. Uh, other than <clears throat> So I I've just kind of recalibrated myself to this pretty quickly. It's like I wake up I do the podcast. Um, I make break. I make breakfast. I do the podcast. I make lunch. Uh, I make a snack. I make dinner. I make dessert. No, um, I I make lunch. I'll go for a walk, maybe, or I'll work out inside. I uh, work on my script, and then I play poker with friends. Make dinner. Watch a movie and go to bed. I've watched a. I've spent every night. Every night, I've decided to watch a movie I hadn't seen before and always wanted to. Uh, right. So I've been getting through a bunch of movies. Last, last night I watched movie? this. Last night I watched the Spanish Prisoner. Uh, David Hammett's the Spanish Prisoner with Steve Martin. Never seen it. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. How is it? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was like a little weird at first. Yeah, I feel like you always have to acclimate to Mammoth's like acting and acting right. style uh everyone uh speaks so in such a mannered way that it like is a little jarring at first but um you know i've been watching westerns because i'm writing a western uh because i'm trying to write something as as uncommercial as possible there's something nobody's ever going to want to buy so i'm writing a western i watch true grit which is a classic John Wayne, like the he, like he won an Academy Award for playing Rooster Cogburn in True Grit, uh, and what I wasn't expecting is like Mamet, all the dialogue is incredibly stylized and like purposefully written in a way to be literary, and it makes it very hard to completely disappear in this world, like when when you're just constantly hearing the writer writing words, and that's the way I feel. I love Mamet, but that's how I feel about his movies. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, I definitely I definitely felt like that for a large chunk of the beginning of the movie. But like eventually you really he it really do, did do a great job of like fully wrapping me up in like the plot of it. Um, at a certain point, I did find myself completely lost in the movie and like really like feeling for the characters. Uh, so it's in the end, it went me over. Main, yeah. It has a little bit of a Deus Ex Machina ending, which uh, right. was okay, but um, but uh, but 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 there's there's a lot of fun to be had in, in that movie. It was really fun, and I also the night before I watched Tremors. I'd never seen Tremors before. Dude, I watched that last week. I, I haven't yeah. seen it since it came out in the theater. Yeah, it's still a great little. Still a great little horror film. Really fun, like just like a fun movie. Like like it just it did such a great job of blending its humor and horror. Where it's I mean it's like never really that scary and never really that funny, but it just maintains right. this tone throughout that's just incredibly enjoyable. It it's was like, like a, a, it's like arachnophobia and gremlins in that it's kind of a funny horror movie 
that has surprisingly good actors in it. Like actors you wouldn't necessarily think would be in a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Arachnophobia <laughs> has John Goodman. Uh, Gremlins has Phoebe Cates. You know, uh, Tremors has Kevin Bacon. And they're turning in really good, like they're not half-assing it. They're doing really good work in these movies. They just look like they're having fun. They look yeah. like they're having fun. Was there any but other I remember, movie? I remember yeah. when that came out, I was really surprised because Kevin Bacon was like a pretty big star at that point. Like he's pretty well established as like a hot young actor, and then he was in this like B movie basically. And then uh, everything else I've watched has been like a pretty like solid classic film that somehow like slipped through the cracks of me seeing it. Um, they've all been really great, like The Natural, Tootsie, uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, The Last Detail. Um, <clears throat> Is McCabe and Mrs. Miller on Netflix? No, I, I had to rent that one. Okay, because I want to see that, too. Amazing. Really, really, just like... Have you ever seen Heaven's Gate? Yes. All right, McCabe and Mrs. Heaven's Miller... Gate. Heaven's Gate the cult, right? No, 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 no. Heaven's Gate is the Michael Camino film that, like, destroyed old... Ho- destroyed, like, the the director's age of 70s Hollywood. Are you talking like... about... Heaven's Gate, the cult, where everyone cut their own dicks off, and then they all took pills and wore Nike sneakers for their trip to heaven? No, no, no. <laughs> no, is that real? Yeah, that happened in the 90s. They cut their dicks off? Yeah, they were all eunuchs. What? Yeah. Uh, they had this whole thing where a spaceship was going to come and take them to heaven. But in order See, to prepare for it, they had to wear white outfits and, and Nike. For some reason, they were allowed to wear Nike sneakers. See, that's my thing, you know, it's like I feel like people are always saying like Republicans know what they're doing. They Uh, know how evil they're being. And I'm like, part of me believes that they all believe their own bullshit because like it's like a cult. But it's like that that guy where everyone drank the punch, the fruit punch and died. The guy that was in charge of that also drank the punch and died. So, yeah. like, it seems like he's scamming everyone, but he's as much of an idiot as all his followers. And that's, like, the thing. I Like, Trump's as dumb as all the people following him. It's not like... Are you talking about Jim Jones? Is Jim Jones? Is he the guy that, that... yeah. Not all of them drank yeah, the punch, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? A couple no. of them were, like... Some of them said no. And mm-hmm. so those, they all got shot. Anyone who wouldn't drink the punch got shot by security. Really? Who then, who then drank the punch and died? There's audio. There's audio because uh, he like he tape recorded it, and so you can like if you look for it, I think it's on YouTube now. You can find just the audio of like just it's like twenty minutes of people screaming and dying and getting shot. Jesus, it's pretty bad. It's pretty gnarly. I gotta say. So it's it's just like, but like here you hear about a. So, like, you know, people say Trump is a cult. Trumpism is a cult. And it's like, it's like, is this scenario right now where people are literally dying, many of them the age of the type of people that voted for Trump, many of them probably have health issues that voted for Trump, like a lot of Trump supporters are going to be dying right now. Is this is even that going to turn them on him? Because when you tell me like because like they're cultists, when you tell me that there's a cult that literally cut their penises off and and wore Nikes on their way to heaven, it's like 
Will anything change anyone's mind in this country that's become a cult? I think what will happen is some people voted for Trump for reasons beyond, like they didn't like Hillary uh, or they just secretly were like tired of Obama or whatever, who will vote for Joe Biden because they'll see him as like a return to semi-normal. And and I think they're just going to see there will be uh, millions of people who will vote for Trump regardless of what he does because they think he's doing the right thing. And some of it's a cult, and some of it's just people with a very, very different moral outlook on life than you. You know, and it's, it's just, I try to be compassionate and remember that, like, some of the, like, a big portion of people who voted for Trump were furious with Obama because uh, he, he let the banks get off scot-free. They lost their houses. They well, lost what's everything. Ha- what's happening right now? I'm not saying Trump's better. I'm just saying, like, the, there are people who voted for Trump for reasons that when they explained it to me sounded actually legitimate. Yeah, like like yes. the Democratic Party was no better than the Republican Party, so let me vote for this guy who is who's comes from neither. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I would say my I always have I have a specific response to that always. Uh, One, the initial bank bailout was Bush. Trump uh, Obama did the bailout of General Motors. Um, and Goldman Sachs. No, that was part of the original bank bailout. Okay. Um, I'd say I definitely can hold Obama accountable for not prosecuting people. For right. not, uh, like, I'd, I'd say it less has to do with him bailing people out than him going after people. Right. Um, uh, which he, which I think he should have done. But on the same token, I very much felt like his his sort of philosophy on it was. The bail the bailout money was a bailout to the wealthy, and now Obamacare is a bailout to the poor. And uh, it's I mean it's it's the only thing in my lifetime that seems like it was done at all to benefit people who didn't have money in any way. I mean, being right. able to get coverage with pre-existing conditions is a step forward. And it was like you know I watched that movie Lincoln, where um, you know about that guy you know Abraham Lincoln. Um, but, uh, I always had to really think about the moment and, you know, did you see Lincoln? No. Oh, it's great. Uh, I recommend it for your, uh, for when you're on, but there's a Tommy Lee Jones plays this character. Who's like, like, we need to not only free the slaves, but like, we need to like, you know, make, do everything that's right. He's been, I always felt like he was like Bernie, you know, he's right. Tommy Lee Jones's character is totally right. And he's like, we need to go like the whole the whole nine yards. And Lincoln's like, I agree with you. But if I try to do that, we're not going to get anything done. We might right. as well get them freed right now so that we can get the next thing done for them when we can. Because otherwise right. it's all for naught. I, uh, I like Lincoln. I think he was a good president. Yeah, he was, you know, he was, he was, he was okay. <laughs> Uh, who are you rooting for in the next civil war? Um, the, the coasts? <laughs> <laughs> the coasts? I, I feel like if we could have one strip of land that connects California to New York, we could let a lot of the country, other, uh, the rest of the country just secede and see how they like it. Uh, yeah, well, they... It's 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 so it's 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 terminally frustrating 
that the country relies on the economic force of California and New York to sustain its voting power to control us. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's absolutely, it's absolutely out of control. They need us so bad, but also they've rigged everything so that fucking Kentucky has more power when voting, when it comes to voting than California, not as a whole, but proportionally. Right. And it's, it's interesting about that because, uh, you know, I, I, I've always felt whenever whenever I've heard people from the South talking about, oh, I want to secede from, you know, like we should secede from the Union. I'm like, great. Just take Alabama, Arkansas, Missouri, Mississippi, create a nation, take land all the way down to the Mexican border so that you have to defend a border against a foreign foe. Uh, and we will see. What, <laughs> and we'll build a wall around it. I, the United States government absolutely be very happy to, if the government footed a bill to build a wall around this new southern, uh, you know, confederate nation and and just see how long this experiment would last. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I think everyone knows the answer. I think like. But. Making points does nothing. <laughs> Making right. points to these people does nothing. They don't see. They don't think logically. Anyway, I think that's a uh, that's a good good spot to end on, right? This was a nice, hopeful episode of quarantine. Talk about very, a lot of. I, I'll be okay. I'm quarantining. Yeah, yeah. I I have a Costco membership. They deliver to my door. Uh, really, I've been getting yeah. a lot of like Whole Foods deliveries. Okay. Well, you know uh, what? I actually, being the neurotic that I am, I ordered uh, I ordered a mask and like a bunch of food like a month ago, a month right. before, like like once it started like spreading a little bit and I heard about the first cases here, I was right. like, let me just get stuff so that in case shit goes down. I, I kept telling my roommate, I'm like, let's just get it now so we don't have to get it once everyone's starting to get it. Right. And uh, he yeah, was like, I no, I'll I, wait. And then I just went and got everything. I think I finished my quarantine shopping literally the day before everyone started to panic. The Tom Hanks was in, moment? Yeah. Uh, I call it the Tom Hanks moment. I think Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks will be on the chart that maps the coronavirus timeline. Uh, pro I mean, pro I don't remember exactly what the, what the chronology was. All I know is I went to Costco and I got a bunch of stuff. And then the next day, I was like, you know what? Costco's opening in an hour. I should just go when it opens and get, like, a few more things that I want. And I showed up, and the parking lot was jammed. And there was already a line down around the store to get in. And I was like, oh, good thing I went yesterday. So I went to Target, bought everything else I needed. <laughs> then I went to Ralph's. I got, like, a bunch of canned soups at Ralph's. I mean, I've got toilet paper. I've got paper towels. I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'm set. Paper towels. I'm low on paper towels. That's the one thing I'm low on. I'll tell you what. I'll sell you one for 50 bucks. <laughs> um, last, last, last thing I want to say, because uh, we, we, we briefly touched on this when we were talking on the phone the, that, that one other time we talked since the quarantine. But, um, but I'm kind of like okay with the celebrities getting tested Uh getting tested for the coronavirus even if they're asymptomatic because like i say 
you know, the only reason I believe we're really on lockdown right now that people take it seriously at all was because Tom Hanks got sick. If Tom Hanks didn't get sick, like, like how many people already got sick before Tom Hanks and no one took it seriously? It wasn't until Tom Hanks got sick that everyone's like, maybe there's something to this coronavirus. Well, to be fair, and I mean, I wasn't really taking it as seriously as maybe I could have before then because our government was lying to us. It was kind of sold to us as something that was only really happening in China. And, you know. and like, if you washed your hands, you would be okay. And I got, I got like kind of bugged about it because I just started reading the world news and seeing how fast it was spreading in Spain and Italy. And in fact, what prompted me to start like stockpiling stuff was just when Italy went into quarantine. I was like, well, this is a nation of literally the most irresponsible people I've ever met. <laughs> like, if they're if they're taking this seriously, then I should too. Uh, I and remember, then and, and then remember, a day later, everyone else did. Yeah, I remember when I was in Italy, um, I needed to get a bus to the to the airport to catch a flight, and I got on the bus, but uh, Italy was playing in the World Cup. And the bus driver was the bus driver was watching the World Cup game. And I was like, hey, when's this bus leaving? And he goes after the World Cup. And I was like, I need to get I need to get to this flight. And so, like, it was almost impossible to get a cab because everyone was watching the World Cup. Finally, I did. I got to the airport and then the plane was delayed because the pilots were watching the World Cup. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I mean, it, it worked to my advantage because, like, I was flying a cheap airline out of Rome, and my bags were just way overpacked with uh, souvenirs. And the guy at the counter was just like, uh, nah, it's okay, don't worry. Because, like, normally it's like, you know, like these these uh, these cheap Irish airlines, it's like 50 euro, uh, whatever, a kilo or whatever it is. The guy, the guy was like, eh, hey, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. He's like, yeah, you want priority boarding? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, all right. And he stamped my thing, and I was like, okay, I love <laughs> I can love the Italian people, but yeah. Well, well, what really freaked me out is what? What was the? Do you remember what that airline was called? Uh, which one? Oh, uh, one the, oh, Ryan, Ryanair, yeah. Ryanair, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was flying Ryanair every time I flew between countries in Europe too, and what really bugged me out was like the applause, like the yeah. the round the airplane applause every time it landed, like like. Like a magic trick was just done. <laughs> like they great... just watched something outside of normalcy uh, every time Dude, the plane landed okay. I've, flying, I've flown Ryanair quite a bit, and uh, yeah, I applaud wholeheartedly whenever the pilot gets us safely. There's a great book called Ruin Air about the history of Ryanair and the founder. And uh, there's a story in there about a plane that just kind of dropped, I think, 50,000 feet in about 90 seconds. Or whatever. I mean, I don't know if they go 50,000 feet up, but, you know, just like drop down to about an uh, altitude of maybe 1,000 feet or, or whatever, 100 feet. It was like ridiculous in 90 seconds. I wish I could remember the numbers, but uh, but it's like everyone on the flight just was convinced they were going to die. Then the pilots pulled out of it, <laughs> flew all the way to their destination. No mention of it. No apologies on their way out. No, like, money or free free trips from the airline afterwards. <laughs> oh, fucking crazy. Ryanair's got a great policy where if they cancel your flight and you're stranded somewhere, you can go fuck yourself. 
<laughs> well, also, I think uh, another thing that happened was um, I was in. I don't remember. I don't. I don't actually think this was Ryanair, but it might have been. But uh, I don't want to say that for sure. Uh, when I was in Germany, uh, I was like ordering a flight to Amsterdam, and I went online and I typed in my destination is Amsterdam. And then, like, a flight popped up, and I was like, great. And I clicked and booked the flight. Then I get to the airport, and they're like, yeah, no, this flight's going to Dusseldorf. I'm like, but that's not what I put in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just gave like, me a yeah, flight we... to a completely different place. They're like, yeah, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Go to do no have re- fun in Dusseldorf. Rerouted. Then I had to but... take, I went there. I took a train from Dusseldorf to Amsterdam. By the way, uh, you know, and this is maybe a Tom Hanks moment here, but, uh, Scarface from the Ghetto Boys has coronavirus. Oh, shit. So stay strong, America. Tom Hanks and Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. And uh, the head of NBC Universal. Really? uh, Yeah. All right, so it's not all bad news. And uh, (laughs) um, Idris Elba, of course. Kathy Griffin. Poor Kathy Griffin. Talk about having just like the roughest Trump years ever. (laughs) Um, Kathy Kathy Griffin like so she gets she has coronavirus and she's in the hospital like in the ICU and uh, I like to check Drudge Report Drudge Report is my favorite conservative site to check just to see what fucking shit they're posting because they're not just you just like to watch Fox News and read Drudge ironically no 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 I've only once gone to foxnews.com but I go to Drudge Report because it's not quite as like they'll 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 criticize Trump when it's like totally crazy. But I also like to see like what like semi just like what conservatives thing. I just like to see what they say. And I went there and um, of course they're like Kathy Griffin has coronavirus. And the picture they show is her <clears throat> holding the Trump head. That's right. the she has coronavirus like like aren't you glad aren't you glad but also you know to be fair every time like i see republicans getting excited about some liberal that has coronavirus i just think about how excited i'd be if trump had it so you know i can't really fault them so much it's like you see how they're behaving but it's like yeah they're behaving exactly the same as all of us would behave if fucking trump had it except we'd be right (laughs) except we'd be right i mean i'm Poor crack Kathy Griffin because she finally did something relevant, and it's catching coronavirus. <laughs> All right. On that note, I end this episode of. Horror All right, man. Talk. This was fun. Liam, thanks for coming. Uh, do you have anything thanks to plug for... before we go for my five <laughs> uh, five listeners for the five downloads? Yeah, I have a couple albums, Comedian and Working Class Fancy, and you can find out about me and my social and all that stuff at heyitsliam.com. Uh, yeah, check all that stuff out. Liam's hilarious. And if you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about or people you want me to interview that I'm capable of interviewing, email me at quarantinepodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, everybody. And all see right, you man. tomorrow. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon. Stay safe.